Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello, beautiful manifestors, and welcome back to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. Uh, welcome, of course, to anybody who is also not a manifester. Perhaps you are a human design lover, or a human design teacher. Perhaps you have somebody in your life who is a manifester that you are just trying to understand more, whether that's a partner or a child or a friend or a family member. Everybody is welcome here. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Hunting for Purpose. We're doing a bit of teaching style here today in the this podcast episode, and we're answering the question of how to really work with your emotional authority as a manifester. This is going to be um, a little bit more kind of teaching and educational rather than inspirational. So particularly if you are an emotional authority, this is a really great one for you. If you are not an emotional authority and perhaps you have someone in your life who is and you just want to understand more about it, this is also an amazing episode for you. So we're going to dive straight into this one. And we're going to start digging into in this episode, what is emotional authority, right? What what does it actually mean to have emotional authority? We're also going to look at what what's the expectation, right? Like what's the experience of having emotional authority as a manifesto? What's it going to do for you? How do you navigate that? And also trying to move through that experience of waiting, right? The emotional authority manifestors are our manifestors who need, they need to wait a bit longer than other manifestors. So how do you deal with that? How do you, how do you manage through that? And where are the benefits for you? So let me say right from the beginning here that um, if you are an emotional authority and you are still really trying to understand your emotional wave and what it looks like and where it comes from, then amazing. Perfect. That's exactly the place that you need to be in. This podcast episode is not going to go into those details. We're not going to be looking at, you know, what is an emotional wave or how to understand your emotional wave, how to determine it from your body graph. The teaching that I have on that is available in a product called the Human Design audio chart reading. So if you head to my website at theholymarie.com, if you look at services, you will see human design audio chart readings. And there is a, a chart reading audio file for emotional authority, which takes you through the four different types of emotional waves, what they all look like, what they all mean, how to determine what emotional wave you have, and then how to start working with it. So that is available there for you. That audio file is only $18, super, super low investment, really, really profoundly helpful um, if you're kind of new into these stages of understanding your own authority. So coming back to where we were, working with your emotional authority as a manifester. Now, 
having emotional authority means that you have a defined emotional center because our inner authorities in human design, which are the energy centers that um, are the decision makers in our chart, it's it's only from the throat down, right? We do, the head and the ajna are never inner authorities. We our inner authorities, uh, we have seven of them, and they do exist in all of those energy centers below the throat. And the inner authority that you have on your chart is the energy center and the themes of energy that that runs in that tells you, hey, from this space of energy, this is actually where it's aligned for you to make decisions right? This is the energy that's actually giving you guidance on what are the right decisions for you to make. So there is always a bit of a a deconditioning and a trip out process with that to begin with, because we are very programmed to make decisions with our head, very programmed to make decisions with our mind. And so shifting into this understanding of, oh, I'm actually here to make decisions with this kind of body energy, with this physical visceral energy, whatever that may be, you know, based on the center that you've got, you know, there's a level of acceptance in that. So for our emotional manifestors, even just understanding that you're not here to think through your decisions, you're here to feel through your decisions. You're here to be very emotional, to be intensely emotional, to make decisions from that intense emotional capacity. To even kind of step into alignment with that, you have to begin with acceptance. You have to begin with, oh my goodness, I've been so emotional my whole life. It's actually for a purpose. It's actually for a reason. And now I'm going to allow myself to make decisions this way. So our our inner authorities come in a hierarchy system, right? Those seven energy centers that can be inner authorities or seven types of inner authorities, I should say, are in a hierarchy system. So the emotional center is number one on the hierarchy, which means it doesn't matter what energy type you are. You can be um, a generator, a manifesting generator, a projector, or a manifester. Your inner authority, if you have a defined emotional center, your inner authority is emotional because it's first cab off the rank. It's the top of the hierarchy. If you have an undefined emotional center, it's going to go down to the next the next thing in the hierarchy, right? So the the other inner authorities that we can have are sacral, we can have ego, we can have splenic, which is from the spleen, we can have G-center, which is self-projected authority. We can also have um, what's called sounding board authority or mental authority. It's only for our mental projectors, right? It doesn't mean that the head is making decisions. It means that you need to express your thoughts in order to make decisions. And finally, we have our lunar authority with our reflectors. So for manifestors, we can come down to three authorities. We can either be an emotional authority, a splenic authority, or an ego authority. And that's the hierarchy, right? It's emotional first. If you've got an undefined emotional center, but a defined spleen, then you will be a splenic manifester. If you've got an undefined emotional and an undefined spleen, but a defined ego, then you will be an ego manifester. So little human design lesson there. Now, our emotional manifestors are, are the most common, are the most common. We have a vast majority of society are defined emotional beings and therefore they are, of course, emotional authorities. And it's the same within manifestors, of course. So even though we're only 9% of the population, most of the manifestors that you come across are going to be emotional authority manifestors, which means you guys are incredibly emotionally intelligent. 
you're emotionally intense. You actually need to be making decisions emotionally, which is a very, very different experience of decision-making than it is for a splenic or an ego manifester. And this is one of the things that I want to touch on, which we're going to get to later, but it's, it's understanding that as an emotional manifester, you are a bit different to the other manifestors that you're going to come across. And that is okay because there are perks and there are bonuses to it. Now, the emotional center makes decisions. Your inner authority as an emotional center makes decisions based on what we call the emotional wave. Now, the emotional wave is this sort of consistent, almost rhythmic repeating pattern of of experiencing emotions, right? Your emotions run on an internal circuitry. They're not affected by other people. You're not experiencing other people's emotions. You're only experiencing your own and they run on a, a, a looping circuit, right? That circuit is, is always kind of moving over and over and over, which, which is what we call the emotional wave. You can have a hundred different emotions in that emotional wave, right? But, but those are all your own and they're always consistent. When you're making a decision, we need to be honoring that emotional wave and understanding that if you are to make a decision when you're perhaps at a peak or a real low in that emotional wave, that that's not aligned for you. You're not here to make decisions based on the intensity of the emotion. What you're doing is you're waiting for what we call clarity. Now, I think that using the word clarity, particularly when it comes to emotional manifestors, kind of muddies the waters a little bit and it makes it really difficult because manifestors often don't have clarity. We don't have a, a clear plan or a clear sense of exactly why we have decided what we've decided or why we want it or why we're going to initiate it because we live in this space of, of divinity and intuition. We live in this space of my body is this vessel that allows me to initiate these really mysterious things. So often emotional manifestors, when they're waiting for clarity, can just get stuck in the loop of waiting. Because clarity never really comes. As an emotional manifester, what you're doing with your emotional wave is that you're not waiting for clarity per se, you're waiting for emotional neutrality. You're waiting for this space of neutral emotion. When you've ridden all the highs and you've ridden all the lows, you've taken that potential decision to your emotional center. Let's say you are deciding whether to invest in an expensive program. You've taken that decision on board. You've sat with it for two days, three days, a week, however long you know your wave goes for, and you've felt all the excitement and all the anticipation and all the joy and that almost that manic sense of like, oh, dreaming and huge and this is wonderful and this is amazing. But you've also felt the anxiety and the confusion and the doubt and the fear and the overwhelm and maybe some anger thrown in there. You felt all the highs. You felt all the lows, the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. And then you arrive at this place of kind of being emotionally neutral. It's not high. It's not low. There's this flatness to it, this calm, this, okay, the wave has now reached the shore. So I'm not riding the wave anymore. I'm not in the thick of it. Now I'm able to be a bit objective about it. And from this place, from this emotional neutrality, I can see and sense what the best decision is here. Now I can actually listen 
to this authority. Now I can listen to this decision. And I think the really beautiful thing about emotional authorities is that you can be so convicted of a particular decision at the beginning of your wave. And two days later, the decision is the polar opposite. (laughs) And you are just as convicted about that because there's a real potency to emotional authorities. There's this real potency with honoring the wave and riding it all the way through and getting to this neutrality. There's so much wisdom in that. And and it provides you with just this amazing strength in making decisions. And as a person who's not an emotional authority myself, you know, all of my understanding is educational. It's all secondhand from speaking to a lot of emotional authorities. And I really enjoy witnessing this experience for emotional manifestors in particular, because what it provides is almost this sense of um, like solid ground in your decisions. That as a manifester, when you have taken a decision to your emotional authority and you've taken that time and you've ridden that wave and really what you've done is you've waited. You've waited all the way through that. Then by the time you reach decision, by the time you reach neutrality here and clarity, the decision feels so much more solid, right? You've ridden through everything with this decision. You've ridden through all the excitement. You've also ridden through all the fear. You've taken your time. You've done the waiting. And so there is this sort of uh, firmness in the ground underneath you as a manifester making these decisions. It means that you're going to experience a bit less doubt with your decisions than splenic or ego manifestors right? You're going to experience a little more certainty, but I do want to let you know you're not going to experience full certainty. Even emotional neutrality and clarity is not going to bring you certainty. As a manifester, certainty is not on the cards for you. Certainty is just something that doesn't come with the package. You get certainty when you have initiated and it's done and you get to reflect back and then you say, oh, I understand why. I understand why this worked. I understand why I was called to do this. But certainty before you initiate is not something that is part of our our energetic experience. So even as an emotional manifester, while you might feel more solid with your decisions, you're not going to feel completely certain about your decisions. From speaking to emotional authorities, the decision point is about um, 80% certainty. Not full way, but about 80%. Now, the key here with being a manifester who has emotional authority is that there is this sense of I don't want to wait because a splenic manifester and an ego manifester don't need to wait right splenic manifestors and ego manifestors are the fastest decision decision makers and action takers out of the whole of society right because manifestors don't have to wait and the splenic and the ego authority don't have to wait either and I think that emotional manifestors often look at these other inner authorities and say like they get to go so much faster than me. They get to, they don't have to wait to ride all of these emotional waves. And, and I want to look at that from a slightly different angle, right? Instead of this, like, oh, it's being forced on me to wait. I have this burden of journeying through my emotions. You know, this is so much harder for me. It slows me down. It limits me. I want you to look at the weighting of your emotional wave as an investment. What you're doing is that you're investing this time now so that you're saving yourself later. 
Because if you make a decision at the beginning of your emotional wave or the middle, any time before reaching neutrality, what you're going to experience is then making a decision that is potentially out of alignment for you, where you're going to get 10 steps down the road and realize, actually, this wasn't right for me. This was not what I needed. This was not what was correct for me. And so I'm, I need to now backtrack. I need to now pull down this, this thing that I've built. I need to kind of dismantle it all. I need to come back down to the studs, kind of down to ground zero, and I need to go again. And I've wasted all of this time and all of this energy in doing something that was never designed for me to be doing it. It was never right for me. It was never aligned. By honoring your emotional wave, you save yourself from having that experience. By honoring this waiting period of waiting through three or four or five or six days of emotions now, you're saving yourself from having to wait later on. This is an investment in your own wisdom. This is an investment in your alignment. This is an investment in your ability for fulfillment because your inner authority, regardless of what it is, is actually always making this magnetically aligned decision for you to be most fulfilled. Your inner authority is guiding you towards these decisions that are always fulfilling for you. They're always about your higher purpose, your higher ability in ways that your mind cannot do. And that's why making decisions with your inner authority is always good. It always leads you to this amazing place, even if it doesn't make sense, because it's always working for your alignment. It's always working for your highest good. And as an emotional manifester, you just have that in in deeper intensity, right? You have this in this kind of prolonged like wave, this intensity, this depth of the experience in making decisions. And I think that that's an incredibly beautiful thing. As a manifester, I think that there is a lot of wisdom for emotional manifestors that other manifester types don't have. That, you know, as a splenic manifester myself, I'm moving so quickly that sometimes I miss my authority, right? I, I miss that intuitive voice from my spleen and I don't hear it and I don't make an aligned decision and it gets me into trouble. Whereas emotional manifestors, you have this almost like fail safe built in that says, as long as you are acknowledging your emotions and waiting for that emotional neutrality, then every decision that you make is going to be really aligned for you. So you're not missing anything. You're not missing anything at all. You're just investing now to keep yourself in alignment in the future. Okay, that is all I've got for working with your emotional authority as a manifester. This one has been really beautiful to record. I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing from emotional manifestors. Share your experience with me. Take a screenshot of this, share it on social media, inform us all, tag me at the Holy Marie, tell me what it's like to be an emotional manifester, you know, what that decision-making process is like for you, share what what emotions you feel in your emotional wave and any takeaways that you got from this episode. Um, I'm so thrilled to have you here. I love speaking with emotional manifestors I think that you're gloriously beautiful and wise and powerful so thank you for taking the time to listen I will be seeing you all again in the next episode but until then of course as always keep hunting for purpose thank you so much for listening to this episode of the hunting for purpose podcast I hope that my words my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. 
If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.